Hello, hello, welcome everyone to today's edition of Startup Couches. Um, especially a warm welcome to Andrew. Andrew is the founder of Kembali Consulting. Welcome, Andrew, to the couch today. Uh, good afternoon to you, and thanks for having me on. Yes. So, would um, dive right into it. Basically, Startup Couches is um, a weekly podcast show where we bring people that are building amazing solutions to big problems um, across the world um, to, you know, have an insight to their journey and understand what they're doing and how much impact it is making in our communities and societies. So um, you're really, really welcome. So the first question I have for you is, can you tell us more about Kembali Consulting? Sure. So um, Kembali Consulting, I guess, is is rooted in the work I've been doing for the past 15 years. The idea of Kembali, which means a homecoming or return, is essentially to return to basics. You know, on complex issues, often uh, we told how complicated and difficult it is. But if you break it down uh, to the core issue and why you're trying to solve it, often why you're trying to do it is to either make people's lives better, improve communities, improve cities, improve relationships. And if you return to the basics, which is kind of key in what in what we do, you're often able to unlock a lot of potential when you partner with people, not because you have to, but because you want to. And that's a big sort of philosophy as to why we do what we do. Um, And I've been fortunate over the years to have worked in about 30 African countries and and I've had the benefits of traveling across our continent, um, which I think more of us should definitely take up um, because it really gives you a depth of understanding the unique potential. I mean, often we we confronted by, you know, Africa has all these challenges, but actually there's a depth of potential and a vibrancy and a commitment, which I think is unrivaled. Um, and so that's essentially what Kimbali is. It's, it's, it's about kind of getting back to the basics, getting back to the root, and in some respects, a homecoming of our own. Um, and in the next while, I look forward to you know, partnering with other young Africans on the continent and just trying to shape this. Um, and I'm I'm already working with folks in Kenya and Nigeria and Ghana, just about, as you know, an African Voices series where we share some of our own thoughts in written form about the big issues we face in our in our homes and in our communities. Oh, wow. Um, I think that's actually pretty um, amazing. The fact of um, the reach, how far you have, you know, traveled across Africa, um, gotten to experience culture. Um, you mentioned, you know, encouraging people to actually get into things like that. Personally, I have started a journey of personally trying to visit as many African countries as I can. This year, I am doing um, Kenya, I am doing Abidjan, I am doing um, Senegal, and I'm also doing South Africa. So I have already been to Kenya already. And so I kind of connect with that when you mean, when you're saying, you know, we need to, you know, um, travel more. We need to understand, you know, how different we are, even though we are all in one continent here in Africa. Um, And so, yeah. Yeah, definitely to celebrate, you know, to celebrate how unique cultures and perspectives, you know, even in our own countries at home, you know, it's not as if there's one culture. There's this vibrancy and 
this dynamic energy uh, which you know if if more of us are able to experience more of us will be able to leverage and kind of you know take that to the world stage as well yeah so um what exact focus does um Kimberly do like what where where is your the core of the work at Kimberly focused in sure um so i suppose over the past year the work has sort of focused on you know big uh, sort of public sector private sector projects um okay. on issues of of public transport um so a year ago um just before you know covid sort of impacted the continent and restricted travel yeah as it did here and the rest of the and the world i was in I was in Rwanda and Kenya on on two public sort of public transport and transport interventions. The one in Rwanda was around a big new airport that is being built outside Kigali okay. um, with partners out of the Middle East and that was just really about some of the master planning and the big thinking around you know what does this mean for the country and for the region. Yeah. Um and what kind of policy interventions need to need to take place. And then in Kenya it was really it was in Nairobi so it was around you know the informal public transport sector. And what oh, you mean like Matatu? Yeah. Yeah, so exactly Matatus, yeah. And exactly exactly how does one uh manage that kind of demand but also how do you track it? And not just for purposes of tracking it but how does that you know the scale of those operations which are quite profound how does that start fitting into a formal government kind of policy position and how do you support that industry as opposed to kind of stifling it okay. um and then since covid i've been i've been doing a lot of sort of public policy interventions around things like electric mobility so electric tuk-tuks or electric buses electric taxis those kind okay. of things yeah um yeah. and that's sort of been the past year and then of late um issues around renewables um have also sort of green energy you know whether it's electric or wind has sort of been the the focus of the work and yeah. it, I, i mean it does vary you know some of it is very strategic and sort of thinking and and sort of written pieces um and some take an immediate kind of operational lens to say look we've got this challenge yeah um, in the informal it. transport sector and then how do we resolve it um but some really interesting work and 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 again i you know it's it's been really nice to be able to work on these projects where you know a lot of the skills the technical skills aren't necessarily coming from you know your traditional kind of european or american markets but yeah. people people more and more are relying on you know african knowledge and african yeah. technical expertise which is always always um acceptable i think and and that's how we should we should focus you know that this should be the norm it shouldn't be the abnormal first look oh, yes. you know within for oh, our yes. skills and expertise oh yes because i believe there's like there's like enough talent here there's a lot enough infrastructure and enough resources here in africa for us to mm. solve our own problems right exactly. so I, i i i really strongly agree with that so if i hear you correctly um most of the work that kembali does is focused on like clean energy public engagement how um how the government could come into or how public or private firms could come mm. into um how transport public transport is handled in different cultures in different parts of Africa and exactly then, and how yeah exactly and how do we how do we make our cities and communities more accessible and dignified yeah and integrated you know how do we break divisions how do we you know make sure young people 
who want to get to a good schooling or you know access to sanitation access to amenities government services opportunity how do we make that possible um without the worry of you know distance money safety reliability and, and access yeah yeah totally got that um so i'm really curious um how is the team at kembali like um are you a single founder um how how do you run the business <laughs> so i am i am a i am the only founder so you know i i sort of um over the past i guess 15 years i've been doing this work in various forms so working yes. you know in a bit sort of big law firm setting working in government working in a sort of management consulting space working for a global engineering company and so i've always sort of worked in these different sort of sectors doing this kind of work managing multidisciplinary teams but i think covid you know for many of us kind of pushed us to think really about the kind of work we want to be doing and how we want to be working and yeah. that kind of encouraged me to do this and mm-hmm. so i have founded the the company on my own but i've been very fortunate to have collaborators both okay. in south africa but also elsewhere in the world who i'm able to bring on to projects um with me and kind of work hand in hand with them and i've yeah. been very fortunate to be able to work um you know with diverse people from various backgrounds skills uh, approaches and philosophies um but i suppose in in many respects the, the story of kambali is in my own you know in my own framing about a homecoming or a return um yeah. but it's also about trying trying to create space for others who you know want to do work on their own terms but you know they they haven't yet made the leap of establishing a business and founding yeah. something and so it's also creating the infrastructure for others to use uh for projects that they're passionate about and work they're passionate about um and i have been fortunate to work with with people like that um who are just really passionate but haven't yet you know taken that big leap of starting something Yeah. Um and that and that's quite sort of the philosophy I want to keep going. Uh, if if there are others who who have um you know uncertainty about doing the big thing of a startup but they want to kind of play around in doing you know work on on various levels I'd like to support that and yeah. enable that and obviously give advice around that startup journey, you know, the regulatory stuff and the red tape that one has to get through and all of those good things. Okay. Um because those those are those can often be barriers you know for someone starting starting a business or yeah. starting an adventure and once you through the red tape then often that's the easy stuff because then you can get to the work you can get to the thing you're passionate about yes exactly um so is interesting that can can bali means homecoming um i know that you must have an idea of um the ganian um year of return which was 2019 um and how it was and how things went in that aspect and how like the government is trying to you know um the government tried to like brand it you know people should come back home especially people from diaspora and there was a lot of people coming back there were a lot of shows there were a lot of things that just mm-hmm. led to that um how do you how do you see you know initiatives like that from government where like there is super large government support in actually you know doing that kind of return thing i mean i think you know i think it's um i think it was quite it was quite a striking uh sort of moment of remembrance you know sort of 
the 2019 uh, marked, you know, the 400-year commemoration of sort of the first enslaved Africans yeah. uh, being taken to to America. So I think you know the call of of homecoming was multi-layered, right? So yeah. yes, it was to commemorate quite a horrific part of our collective history and and the African diaspora. But I think at the same time, it was to say to people out there, you know the opportunities of the continent 400 years later are very different. Yes. You know, and I think importantly, um, I think in, you know, various sort of leadership and fellowship programs that I participated in, what has always struck me is, you know, a generation before ours and a generation before theirs, um, often your choices as a, as a young African were very different. You know, in order for you to get a great education, often you needed to think about going to study in Europe or in America. Yeah. And now the choices we have in our own homecoming, you know, as the Ghanaian year of the return reminds us, we have the choice to actually study at home or study in, in neighboring countries. Yeah, and um, still world class quality. Exactly. Education. Get exceptional qualifications, get exceptional networks of young people like ourselves wanting to do really meaningful things, but also starting up businesses. So not even university opportunities. I mean, starting up opportunities which are just striking. I mean, if you look at the the vibrancy in West Africa and, you know, around tech in in East Africa, what's been what's been possible is actually, you know, exceptional. The fact that we're able to build massive global businesses on the continent, which, yeah, which play in European, American, South American, Asian markets, you know, on a global stage. And so I think our own homecoming is a reminder to all of us, you know, if, if we're following this sort of year of the return, that year of the return is so much more for just people in that diaspora coming physically home. But how do we get to start honoring that? Yeah. You know, exactly. And I think, you know, at the start of the year, the continent went into a free trade arrangement, yes. you know, this yes. massive block. Um, you know, which in years to come, I hope will be able to compete with, you know, European Union, Union and, yeah. you know, blocks out of blocks out of Asia and, you know, formations in the West. And I think those are the kind of homecoming stories we should really be proud of and the stories of, you know, in spite of everything, you know, that the yeah. world tells us about ourselves. Yeah, we definitely. are home um, and we, in fact, you know, we, in fact, are in many respects because of how young our population is on the continent you know this is really the world's new home in the next 50 years yes the world's going to look very different and africa's going to be at the center of it so i think you know the homecoming is a journey yeah it's and i think it's important for us to and i think it's important for us to own that journey and that story because it's ours yeah definitely definitely agree with you Definitely agree with you. Really strong point. Um, the very last question I have for you, Andrew, is what are the two interesting things um, you have learned so far through this journey of um, starting Kimbali? Um, what do you think is exceptional or was like something interesting you would tell someone about like the industry in South Africa? Um, I think the first one is is more just a reflection on on, on starting up a business. Yeah. Um, I mean, I know initially I had doubts and I was worried, and you know they always tell you stories about how difficult it is, yeah. and they tell you stories about how it's either you feasting or you starving in terms of work. Yeah, yeah. And I think and I think for me the the one observation which has been quite quite a powerful reminder 
you know, over the years I've been doing, you know, work in various roles in various countries. And I've obviously built this network of, you know, people across across the world. Yeah. And in my own home and, you know, on my own um, doorstep. And the power of social networks, you know, the power of when you build networks, not because you, you know, you want to network for the sake of networking, but when you build networks where there's alignment and the shared values and the shared vision yeah those networks when you need them are there and i think i've been fortunate um in kimbali that you know this first sort of year i've i've had those networks stand up for me open doors for me oh, wow. um recommend me um to others um because they you know they've walked a long path with me you know i mean some of those networks are 20 year old yeah. you know long standing networks and people out of their own have been willing to do that and i think that's the the one thing i think for anyone thinking about starting it up just remember that you're not alone yeah um you know there is a there is a village there is a tribe there in your in your backyard waiting to support you so i think that's the that's the first sort of thing and then the second reflection is um just how interesting it has been to work in covid you know to set up a business in a global pandemic yeah. to actually work remotely and interestingly enough you know being able to work across borders you know so work i've done work i've done you know with kembali this past year i've been able to work on projects in you know spain and brazil oh, wow. and you know south africa and zimbabwe and mozambique and ethiopia and sierra leone and yet i haven't i haven't been able to go to any of those places right but i've been able to work on projects that cut across time zone and border oh, wow. and i think that that that's going to be an interesting dynamic in, in you know the years to come yeah, but how easy it is how easy it is and will be for us to work in different locations without ever being there. necessarily having to go there yeah and so that just means that you know your possibility for your startup your business is so much broader so much wider than it was you know 3 2 years ago 5 years ago yeah. and i think that it just shows you about what what's possible um and that you know it's it's, it's quite an exciting opportunity and a time to be kind of alive yeah. um so those are sort of two of the big observations or reflections for me yeah yeah so thank you so much i i think those two are actually really really inspiring um i think this is the time um and there is always um um i would say a community or a tribe of people that you already people pick up in their life journeys that are already um there and willing to support and then just the dynamics of what the future of work looks like post covid um and how you know things will never be the same again and how you know everything is just changing and how we are also just rapidly adapting to all of these changes. So, I would say thank you so much for just being on the couch today. Um we've had an insightful conversation. I've gotten to understand how much of impact um the the work at Kimberley is doing basically around um clean energy, around um renewable energy, around like 
um, making transportation, public transportation accessible, making sure that the government aligns and making sure that policies are being made and in place to encourage growth within the transportation space all across Africa. I think that's, that's a, a huge um, um, vision and a huge, I would say, space to be in. And the work you're doing is, is really, really inspiring. So I want to say thank you you know for taking your time to be on the couch today and you know and i'm looking forward to more things i'm looking forward to um the future what the next year would look like for kimberly so thank you so much for being here and um to everyone that is you know at home listening um thank you so much for also tuning in make sure you sit back and subscribe and we have you know sessions like this every single week where we bring people that are building amazing solutions solving big problems in africa and i hope to see you again next week have a nice day